This is an ABC podcast. Get ready, Newey. Kaya Hanley here, and things are about to get gnarly on the Newcastle Hunter Catch Up because we're hitting some big surf with a Meriwether surfer. Get your board strapped to your ankle, zip up that wetsuit. It's time to paddle out. If you love to hit the waves, I reckon that you're splitting your time between eyeing off the local breaks and looking to Tahiti at the moment. The Tahiti Pro is on and it's a big wave surfing event. We're talking 23 foot waves, seven metres high. That's the size of the sheep painted on the Merry War silos. That's a strange comparison, but you get what I mean. It's a big wall of water. So how different is that from what we get here on the Hunter Coast? It just has a different feel. Mm. Um, I feel like around here we do get some really big waves, you know, Merriweather on a south swell or up and down the coast, but it just hits differently, this kind of Tahiti, yeah, Tahiti break that <laughs> that's happening now. That is Merriweather surfing legend Philippa Anderson, who dreams of hitting this Tahiti break as part of the tour. For now, she's got her eyes on another local. As you kind of take the drop, you pull in and grab your rail and just hope for the best. Um, <laughs> the shape just, yeah, it's pretty much just a barreling type wave. When it gets to its, um, you know, potential of, of 10 to 15 um, foot. So, yeah, hopefully, I mean, Jackson Baker's over there now. He's in the men's event. Hopefully he can um, pull into a couple big ones, I feel. He's definitely had some experience in in the bigger waves. We're still waiting for Jackson to surf. The women got out earlier this morning for their heat, but those big waves, they haven't quite shown up at the start of the comp. Even still, there's a lot to celebrate because it's the first time in 16 years women have featured at this event. They hit the water today and Philippa says it's about time. In in the world now, people are realising that these these females are just as good as the guys and to get the opportunity I think for the women today on tour to to show showcase what they got um because yeah they're, they're the best in our league you know this is the highest in our sport so technically speaking they should be able to put pedal to the metal and, and a lot of the girls do so it's going to be really exciting that you know and some of the younger girls too are, are, are quite fierce and they're ready to give it a she's go she's already dreaming of taking her place in the heats and what she'll need to do to take on this swell. The technique of, of as soon as you get to your feet, you know, pulling in whether you're backside or frontside, grabbing the rail um, and kind of just looking for that barrel um, when it's kind of solid. I think today they're surfing the women's event and it's probably more turned. So then your whole um, kind of heat plan or strategy changes a little bit based on what the conditions are, yeah. Oh, you make it sound easy, Philippa. <laughs> Oh, no, I mean, I've never been, but this is just, uh, I love the sport and, and it's so cool to see the females having a shot. Easy, right? Perhaps it's a little more blind faith in the work that you do to get yourself there. I think you just got to, like every sport, just believe in your ability and, and yeah, go, well, at least that's what I would take into it. <laughs> We're cheering on all the Aussies, especially Merriweather's Jackson Baker. It's always good news to talk about people out there doing the hard work to find stronger and easier treatment for cancer. In The Hunter, we have some amazing research to look at how we treat ovarian cancer. You may not know the name Jill Emberson, but if you do, you know she used to be here at ABC Newcastle as one of our most popular radio hosts. You're not putting yourselves at risk, are you, industrially, Kieran, given that you're already in a precarious situation given this big policy shift? 
Good question, Jill. Many of the voices you've heard on the podcast have worked with Jill and were here when she found out she had ovarian cancer. It's something close to all of us. Because the hunter saw the way she lived with ovarian cancer and fought to gain attention for diagnosis and treatment, she wanted to change the lives of other women. Dan Cox went to the Hunter Medical Research Institute where he caught up with Professor Nicola Bowden, who is overseeing medicines to be repurposed for ovarian cancer treatment. Professor, why have you chosen to focus on ovarian cancer? That's for very personal reasons for me. I had a close friend, um, Judy Raymond, who passed away from ovarian cancer. And of course, we've continued it because of um, the legacy of Jill Emerson. Why, when you lose someone to ovarian cancer, does it change the course of your career? I didn't know at the time when Judy was diagnosed and undergoing treatment that there were very limited treatment options and, um, and they haven't changed for nearly 60 years. Same chemotherapy and same surgery is used. Is it melanoma treatments that you're working with with ovarian cancer and what's the connection between the two cancers? Uh, the connection is that melanoma has always been very resistant to traditional chemotherapies, so the old chemotherapies we've had for 50 years or more. Um, and that is the treatment that is used for ovarian cancer. So once an ovarian cancer patient becomes resistant, their disease is similar to melanoma. They no longer respond. Um, and that's where I'm really interested in looking at the biology of the ovarian cancer cells to see how they relate to melanoma so we can use all the knowledge we have from that field. So I told you about Jill because there is now proudly a Jill Emerson PhD scholar. The inaugural scholar is Bailey Matthews. What have you achieved? How are you tracking? Have you solved all the problems of ovarian cancer yet? Uh, not quite there, but we're getting there. Uh, we are working on one uh, repurposed drug at the moment, so we're just testing that out in the lab and seeing whether it actually works in these ovarian cancer cells. What keeps you motivated when you come in week after week, month after month, and you haven't really had a breakthrough? What does keep you going? Well, I think it's just knowing that the work that we're doing will have a massive impact in people's lives, knowing that these drugs that we're working on now in the lab may be the reason why in 10 or 20 years someone's cancer-free, someone's beaten their cancer. You're well aware that what you do here in The Hunter actually is having an impact on lives, maybe not today, but will in 10 or 20 years' time. Yeah, definitely. That's, it must be an amazing feeling to do that every day. Yeah, it really is. It's incredible work, and thanks, Dan, for taking the time to see what they're doing at the HMRI. Looking forward to hearing more good news as the years go on. That's it for the Newcastle Hunter Catch-Up. Before I go, though, in honour of Science Week, shout out to the high school teachers in Dungog who are dressing up for their students every day this week. They've been famous scientists, a walking heart, a lab rat that then all of a sudden was dissected. And I know they have some iconic costumes planned for the end of the week. This is what we love to see on a week like Science Week. But for now, that's it. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.
We've just finished the women's opening round of competition and decided to not go into the elimination round. There's not enough opportunity out there for the surfers. We've spoken with the judges and the, all of the athletes agree. So we're going to come back tomorrow morning. Make sure you tune in for more action from the Outer Known Tahiti Pro.